What's up? What's up? It's your boy. K still walking the words of wisdom. Thank y'all for tuning in and hollering at your boy. You know, it feels like it's been a long time when, hey, I just did a podcast the other day. Um, but I just got to say thank y'all. Thank y'all for the folks that's tuning in, listening, sharing the podcast and, and critiquing. Uh, let me know what's going on. Uh, just, you know, I just want to say I appreciate y'all. You guys have been doing your boy a big favor. Not only you're sharing the podcast, but you leaving me some good comments. You're reaching out and saying, hey, when are you going to send me the next podcast? So it's encouraging me to get off my um, my busy uh, schedule sometimes and make sure I get these podcasts knocked out because this is my passion. This is what I love to do. So I appreciate you folks. But today, today I want to talk about my trip to Vegas. Woo woo. You know what I'm saying? Even in the quarantine, just all you got to do is mask me up and I'm out of here. So my cousin was like, hey, cuz um, my son is having his birthday party and the fam wants you to go uh, come down because, you know, I'm the life of the party up in this thing. Uh, as square as I can be. No drinking, no smoking, but I can still be the life of the party. Don't y'all be jealous. You know what I'm saying? So I carry the party with me all in my pockets. No. Um, so I said, OK, cool. Um, I got to go to Vegas now. Before I got to Vegas, we're at the um, we're at the airport, and it's I've never gone through security in less than five minutes. I mean, sincerely, like we walk straight to the front. We, uh, you know, even taking everything off and waiting in line. Five minutes security at the airport. I can get used to that. I'm just keeping it real. And so we're at the terminal. We're waiting on the airplane, and there, um, I gotta plug my phone up. To one of the outlets so i go over there and there's a young lady sitting next to the uh, outlets and before long we just happen to start talking i can't remember what we were talking about maybe something on television but we begin to talk and one of the things i just you know kind of poured into her about forgiveness i don't know how we got on the subject i believe it was god for sure for sure so the things that i'm sharing with the lady is resonating so powerfully she began to kind of wipe her eyes and she said it's weird and it's funny at the same time that you're talking about these things i was like well you never know how god works you know he'll meet you anywhere he'll meet you in the bathroom on a you know before you get on the plane on a vegas trip he'll meet you anywhere if he needs to get a word to you so everything that i was sharing with the young lady it just resonated with her spirit and she was just like before long, she's she's kind of crying and she's holding back these tears, choking up because she says this is something that I need to hear. I didn't know how what God was talking about because she travels a lot in different things. But one of the things that started to kind of come out my spirit was about violations and different things. And she was having a hard time forgiving a person that violated her. I didn't say forget, um, but I was talking about forgiveness because uh, she was holding on to some things that happened in her life and she didn't have to go into details. But whatever the story was that got put on my spirit to talk about, it was exactly what she needed to hear in that moment. So we begin to talk and she's starting to cry and she's like, I don't even know you. And you're telling me about my life right now. So she knew that she was going to have to forgive the person, not forget, but forgive. And part of this was hard for her because this person was still in her family. And so um, 
there was some breakthrough happening. She said she was going to do it. So praise God. And then, you know, I just told the lady, you have a nice day. You take care of yourself and all that good stuff. I get on the plane and I head to Vegas. Now, when we get off the plane, it felt like somebody turned the AC all the way off. You hear me? It was so hot in there. Back sweating, feet sweating, neck sweating, eyes sweating. I'm saying, listen, Vegas, y'all need to turn the heat down a little bit because it's a little bit disrespectful. You know what I'm talking about? And so I'm in Vegas. Uh, for a week, a week and in, in, in a day or so with my family. And we cut up from beginning to end as sober as I want to be. You hear me? I remember the last time I went to Vegas, I used to drink. I used to drink with the partners and, and hang out. And so I haven't had real drinks in so long, over 10 years. So that tells you how long it's been since I've been to Vegas. But we get out there and it's dead. Dry to the bone. You hear me? So the only happening spot, the only spot that was popping was uh, Fremont Street. And if any of you know where Fremont Street is, it's like where all the happening. It's like this big street where everybody goes, everything from sophisticated to ratchet. And we seen everything, but mostly ratchet. I don't know. Somebody told me uh, a woman walking uh, looked at me. We we're talking about the people that we kept seeing. And as we're walking and she looked at me, she said, yeah, the Corona then brought all the <laughs> that's what you looking at. This is an effect of the coronavirus. And I was like, Ugh. well, then I need to go back to Sacramento. You hear me? Because it was looking real rough. I ain't going to say uh, it was looking pleasant. It was looking real rough. It was it was uh, just not pleasant. It, it, and it was so crazy because um, how I carry myself, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to have to deal with the ratchetness. But so me and my cousin was walking on the strip, right? And this girl, she seen me. So she got her eyes squinting. She looking like, ooh, we look at this snack here. You hear me? And I say, oh, no, this is not looking good. So I look down to the right. Like if you're looking in headlights head on at nighttime, you look down to the right. So you won't get that glare, right? So I don't want this girl who I don't find attractive. I won't say she ugly. But I'll just say I don't find her attractive. I don't want to be like caught in the headlights, right? So I look down to the right and I keep on moving. All of a sudden, she backpedaled like moonwalk. I mean, sincerely moonwalk with a little shoulder action. And she stepped in front of me. And she said the most vulgar thing I've ever heard. And I look at this girl. She said, where your B at? And B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> she said, where your B at? You here with your B? And I look at her, I say, what? Just out of the blue. Listen, y'all, I don't have this title. I just had to throw something out there. So I thought this was going to scare off, but it didn't. I was like, I'm a pastor. <laughs> she said, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm looking for a church home. I look at my cousin and said, what is going on here? The devil is a liar. You hear me? She said, what's that supposed to mean? I'm looking for a church home. I like to read the scriptures. But she's looking me up and down like I'm just a meal. You hear me? I said, that lustful demon, I I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and walk around this girl and just ignore everything she didn't say. So then we walking on the strip. And I got to kind of avoid this woman because now she's still popping up in different parts of Fremont Street. Because Fremont Street is only so long. You just go back and forward or wait in certain areas. And then you look at the uh, performances and I said, oh, this is horrible. So that's the kind of stuff I was dealing with and seeing out there on Fremont Street. But overall, it was a much 
needed break. Um, to be honest with you, because of what this quarantine, uh, this, this coronavirus, uh, a lot of things are messed up with the scheduling. A lot of things where people who normally go out like myself, I'm out and about all the time uh, doing things, taking care of business, all that kind of stuff. Um, being in a house cooped up sometimes, I was like getting frustrated. So I would just hop in my car and just drive. Knowing we got curfew, I wouldn't stay out too late, come back home. And that quarantine stuff was getting to me. So going to Vegas was actually much needed relief. I laughed the entire trip with my little cousins. These guys are nuts. And all this to say, sometimes we need that break to reset, right? I've said this before in another podcast, but going away allowed me to reset. Now I come back fresh. I'm ready to go. And I said, ooh, we, I got things to do. You know, um, I didn't get to do any podcasting while I was out there. I wanted to, but it was always noise around me. My sleeping pattern was off. So I couldn't get to that place of peace and quiet so I can do my podcasting. But I still got to enjoy the trip. So as soon as I got back, I just I've only been back one day so far and I feel completely refreshed. Um, I'm still trying to get my sleeping back right. Um, but it's to say that sometimes even during the quarantine, you got to find a way to get away. That doesn't necessarily mean you got to travel all the way to a whole nother city, uh, like say Vegas. If you have to, uh, go to a hotel, I don't know, get out of that regular environment that you're in that keep you cooped up and stuck. I used to, um, one of the things that I used to do, um, there are times when I would leave my house and go stay in a hotel because it was just a different place, different scenery. Some of you may think that's just wasting money, but sometimes you need to get out of that environment that you're comfortable with just to reset, just to get your mind in a different place. So you take the things necessary with you so you can continue to work, continue to get encouraged, continue to move and operate. And, uh, you know, before you go home, but sometimes those resets need to be a trip. Even if it's only for a day or two or a week, I take trips all the time. I'll go to uh, San Francisco, go sit by the beach, even if it's just for a day. Day trips are amazing. Week trips are even better. And then if you can go longer than that, I say do it. Go for broke. Do uh, what makes you happy. But that Vegas trip was something that was so necessary. But this is the thing that I discovered. One of the things that I discovered was that my time with God was interrupted. I like to spend a lot of time with God. I'm not going to make this about preaching, but I like to spend time with God. So even though I was listening to uh, my word uh, before I would go to sleep or sometimes throughout the day, I read some scripture. It still was a big distraction being in Vegas because everybody wants to kick it. They want to go out and I'm around several family members that always want to do stuff, which I loved because I hadn't seen him in a long time. So um, my time with God felt like it was interrupted. So God was teaching me, hey, you have to be able to find your peace even in the midst of the chaos, right? And so we are on Fremont Street for hours sometimes. So um, I had to find my place of peace in the midst of all the noise, music, and all the entertainment, right? The other thing that I, I liked about the trip that really, really helped me and, and is that, you know, go on your trip and don't complain about the money you spend. Cause I, <laughs> I was out there losing money, went to bingo with my cousins. Like, you know what? Let's just go make it safe. Let me go win this. I, I won like a hundred dollars. Right. 
And I just enjoyed that peace and quiet of even bingo. Get out of the smoky casinos. Uh, we walked around a few casinos. It was so dry in that place. And folks are just losing money, including myself, left and right. But um, it was still good. Um, don't be, I don't, I don't know what lesson I really learned. For me, it was just like, you know, just be mindful uh, of what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, the, the, the last thing I would say is that uh, don't get offended. There was a situation that happened with a family member and, and I really just helped bring some kind of correction because of how he addressed um, one of one of his 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 nephews and him and I kind of got into it and I had to bring the correction. And at first he didn't understand why I brought the correction or excuse me, he didn't want to accept it. But because of the love I have for my family, we couldn't go through the rest of the day on bad terms. And I refused to be that way. So I had to make it right. Basically, this is what happened. I'll make this real brief. We were having a water balloon fight which I haven't had in a long time. I threw this water balloon clear across, like pretty far. And the person I was aiming for somehow didn't see the water balloon, but he happened to slightly move his head. And my little cousin <laughs> was standing directly behind him. The water balloon smashed him straight in his face. Bang, he had an attitude. So that set the course of several people having attitudes. So what I did was because I was wrong, I went and I admitted my wrong with the people uh, that was involved. Anybody I offended, I went to them and I talked to them and I was like, hey, that wasn't my intention. Y'all got wet. Y'all didn't want to get wet. Probably got his phone wet. So I just made everything right. Even with my cousin that was upset with me. Um, and I told and I shared with him, I said, hey, we're the guys who are more mature about a situation. We can't force people to uh, think the way we think and, and all this other stuff. So I gave my cousin a hug, told him I loved him and we made things right. And what helped the situation was when the problem arise, it was not to take it personal and get offended. It was to find a solution to make the situation right. So I learned several things or I got to do exhibit several things on my journey. One was I need to find my place of peace in the midst of the chaos. Number two, uh, sometimes just uh, getting away uh, was something that is necessary to, to, to reset. I think that was number two may, may, may or may not be. But in the third thing was don't take everything so personal. You know, sometimes it's sincerely people don't really mean uh, to, to offend you, but if you're constantly taking it to offense, uh, maybe it's not really not them. It's you got to check your spirit, check your attitude. And in last thing, forgive, you know, I know I talked a lot about just being in Vegas, but one thing I'm realizing, I talked to the lady about forgiveness and I talked to my cousin about forgiveness. And what he did was he followed suit. He heard my message and he actually went and asked for forgiveness from, from his nephews and his niece and hugged them and, and just appreciated them. And then everything was good for the rest of the remainder of the trip. So I really hope that me sharing my story with Vegas recently um, really helped somebody um, because the whole forgiveness thing. You know, I brought that up at the very end. Forgiveness is so powerful. And when we walking around with this unforgiveness, it's like a weight. It's like a jacket, a heavy jacket. Like when you're working out and you wear this jacket, this vest that got weights in it, it's like that. And until you intentionally take it off, you're going to walk around with this weight all the time. So um, try not to take things personal. Walk in forgiveness. And it's not about the other person. 
It's about you. That forgiveness is for you first, right? Before it's for somebody else. So I really help. Hope this helped. It's your boy, Creative Ambition. This is Words of Wisdom. Um, if you like it, don't like it, let me know. Holla at your boy in the comments. You can reach me on um, Facebook at Kendrick Steele, Standing Still, S-T-I-L-L, -L, like Standing Still. Uh, so Kendrick Steele um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is Creative Ambition, C-R-E-A-T-V-A-M-B-I-T-I-O-N. Ambition means desire. Sometimes when you don't have that desire to succeed in life, you must create it. So creative ambition. And then also on YouTube, subscribe, subscribe, sub subscribe on YouTube. Love you guys. Um, holla at your boy. And YouTube is the same thing, creative ambition. And you can do K-Steel too, but most of my videos aren't creative ambition. So I love y'all. Peace out.